producer. The content, views, and opinions expressed are the sole responsibility of the community producer and do not reflect Malden Access Television, the City of Malden, or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at access at matv.org. Hello and welcome to O two one four eight. I'm the ghost, the host this evening, Ed Lucy, and my guest is Bill Thompson. Yeah, I'm a guest, all right. And have been for many years. Yeah, it's been a while <laughs> since you've been on the show. Oh, it has. Yeah, it's probably been six months. I'd say longer. Maybe. Really? Yeah. Boy, time flies. Well, it is when you're not doing anything. <laughs> actually. How do you know I'm not doing anything? <laughs> yeah. Actually, when you kind of think of it. Um, it's been a, over, a little over a year now since this, the virus has oh, that's shown true. up that's in, true. in a very tragic way. Well, I, I think I was here before we, we had a mass situation. So that's that, since so. last March. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, how, much of, how much of it actually has changed your lifestyle? Oh, it's ruined it. In what way? I mean, I don't go out anywhere. I haven't been out to eat since uh, in a restaurant since, uh, well, since it started. And and my wife still doesn't feel comfortable about it. I mean, I, now you can, I guess, right? I well, mean, they've opened up and they've expanded on the definition of uh, social distancing, and they've uh, been um, encouraging um, people to to go out because it, even though you're not allowed at full capacity, you do you're allowed more than you were before. Well, how does it work at a bar or something where you go, everybody's at the bar, and you got your mask on until they bring you a drink, but you can't drink with no mask, I mean, with a mask, so, I mean. Well, I'm not so sure. Um, I've limited my options there, too, and and, um, I'm not quite, although I have, now that I think of it, I've been to a restaurant that has bar suits. Yeah which is uh, not usual here, and it's not in Malden. And I was asked, I asked the, uh, the server about it because the social distancing was six feet in theory. Yeah. But when you sit at a table with, uh, and you allowed uh, six people at a table and, and yeah. the rectangular tables, you're sitting across from someone and next to someone, you're not six feet. So that yeah. thing isn't enforced that way. But at the bar, you're literally right next to it. And, and I think if you went to a casino... Yeah. They're very aggressive, as I've been to a casino uh, yeah. on a rare occasion, just to yeah. emphasize the rare occasion. Yeah. Um, they're very aggressive about if you're drinking a, a beverage or, you, or you're doing something that requires a removal of the mask, that in between yeah. gulps you're supposed to put the mask back on. Oh, or you never kidding? take it off. So it, so it isn't like a restaurant where you take the – once you sit down, you take the mask off and, and it's, unless you go to the – the, the uh, restroom, or, you, uh, or you're getting up to leave, then you mm. put the mask back on and out the door you go. So, oh. um, and and, and uh, I think surveys have suggested that uh, the the people that are getting infected um, in some fashion by the virus aren't getting infected in the in the, inf- infected in the restaurants. It's it's social mixing and it's it's, it's let's say breaking down barriers and restrictions that are supposed to be enforced either by yourself or mm-hmm. by the or the town or the city yeah. or whatever. Uh, speaking of that, how is uh, how is Encore doing? Well, um, they pay, it looks busy over there. I just came by. You mean with traffic? Yeah, well, traffic and people pulling into the casino. Yeah, well, that's uh, well. Um, it's been an uptick because they've been uh, uh, being allowing more. Um, Aggressive efforts that will allow people to go in. So you, yeah. you the surges of, of people participating over there, and I, um, you know, um, based on the revenue, they, they're showing some improvement because, yeah. um, of course, when it stopped last March, um, part of the dilemma they faced, as most casinos do, uh, 
a significant amount of the money that they ultimately make comes from the, the participation in the profits of the of the concessions that are there, along with the hotels. And the oh, important yeah. thing with the hotels is those people that are spenders yeah. are, are accommodated with discounted rates or free free rooms, yeah. which hopefully results in their which it does. That's why they're there. They go gamble, and then when they gamble. The uh, statistically, most of them are going to lose. In which case, that's how the hotel is going to uh, benefit. And that's how the casino is going to benefit. But the communities that are sharing in the in the support of the uh, uh, of their support for the casinos, like Marlin got um, over a million dollars a year now, and whether they're doing as well as they projected, which they're not. Yeah, I think they looked at at the time when they first opened, they looked at maybe making eighty million dollars a year, and then. And even when they were going full blast, yeah. I don't think they reached that level. But, yeah. But it, but again, the other part of it is the the profits you can generate from the social lives of the people uh, when they go there for the weekends, Friday, Saturday, yeah. and whatever. But Everett's got a bigger cut. They got a big cut for that, right? Uh, I mean, we only at the time I remember a million bucks was not much, and compared to whatever it was getting, I think they were like. I don't even know. I, I'm thinking. Well, more than I, and I, and I'm doing this now from memory. I think Somerville and Chelsea uh, sued because they didn't to get more. Yeah. And the case was uh, went through the legal process, and more than in the meantime uh, settled with them, and they they I think get a million dollars a year. There was uh, there was I think a million up front, and they were starting a year later. You get a, a million. I think there was an inflationary factor of five percent on yeah. top of that, but there was a, there was another caveat in there that should Chelsea or some of them get more in terms of the uh, results of their efforts. I think with the the legal process was arbitration and not a legal process through the court. So yeah. it ended up that uh, Chelsea, I think, ended up with like six hundred thousand. Oh, really? So. They would have been better off if they like they if if they had Ron Hogan negotiating for them. <laughs> so they would have done better because they 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 spent money on legal efforts and they didn't win. They didn't get as much as they probably could have got that the first day. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, that, but all in all, um, even now, um, win win win, which owns them. Yeah. Um, you know, if you look at the stock, it's down from what it, the high it was uh, some time back. But at, at one point, when they were going through the controversy with the former owner, yeah, who was since no, no longer associated with the, the, the casinos, they had they had, uh, of course, they had Encore, but they and they had casinos in Macau, yeah, and then they had one in Vegas, and and. Uh, but what happened was the, the uh, Macau one w- depended on a, uh, rich people from China coming over, and that kind of sh- dried up. And then, uh, um, obviously, Vegas uh, went through the same thing as we yeah. did here, only on a bigger scale. Hey, maybe Steve Wynn made out by getting out of the business. Well, actually, <laughs> in one way he did because they they forced him to sell his stock. Yeah, and I, what I remember was I looked in the newspaper at the time. That was a good time to sell. Was, yeah, well, it was <laughs> because ironically, it was it was about two hundred dollars a share. It went down mm. to uh, it's been as low as like about seventy five. Now it's about one hundred and thirty. Yeah, but he's been out of there for a couple of years, and he got his money quite a while ago. So uh, the effect was that even though he got um, humiliated and, and he, which he brought on himself, yeah, uh, it also appeared that um, by accident. Financially, he made out better because <laughs> I, I don't think his wife sold. I think because she, she was a stockholder too. I think. Oh she, really? Yeah, she. I think she kept her share. So yeah. that's another reason why she's mad at him. I probably. <laughs> but anyway, that's it. so yeah. so you you have well my work. my comment. I don't know, but I I just came from Boston through and and the the parking lot on the right hand side. I don't know why it's filled. What is that? All workers. I mean, the whole parking lot's full. Oh Every, oh oh! When you're coming in from Sullivan Square. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm not sure because there is there is there is garage parking, but there also is a parking uh, off premise where you can park your car if the garage. Yeah, there's is no full. lot there, which I think is only being held for like three years, but then they have a an option to build a hotel there. Oh, I see another hotel. I, I know they had to approach this, the the city of uh, Everett and ask yeah. them for like a, an extension because yeah. they had it as a parking lot during yeah. construction. And they got some. I think they got a three-year extension where 
um, they could keep it as a parking lot for three years, but then I think they're going to have to uh, do something with it. And I mm. think that the plan was to, to put a hotel there, yeah. and uh, which I don't know if it's still going to be done or not. But uh. I, I was doing some errands in the Everett area the other day, and, and I was surprised at how much building is going on there. I mean, yeah. they, and, I mean, they have no land to speak of anyway, much less than Malden. It's, it's really compact. Yeah, that Route 16. I, I mean, you know, and towards Chelsea. A lot of those, uh, the junkyards and stuff are going away, and they're building, uh, yeah. I don't know if they're apartments or yeah. condos or what yeah. the heck they are. Yeah. I was on um, Revere Beach Boulevard. But <laughs> this is before they put the meters in. They oh, yeah, meters. they have meters now. Yeah, <laughs> but they, now they, that's another issue that they, they sh- short-term thinking because um, they put the meters in. and um, But if you drive down the Revere Beach Boulevard, this huge uh, high rise is going all the way down to Point of Pines. Whatever was vacant there, and this in one or two cases, they've leveled out what was there and they put up another big building. Yeah. But mentioning about the the meters, um, most people that go to the beach don't go for an hour or two hours. You know, they go for longer than that unless they yeah. go for the, to take a walk. And um, unlike the old days when uh, when you were younger uh, but you didn't live in more than growing up but you could get the blue bus which was the service bus company up <laughs> in front of the on Salem Street and that would go right to Revere Beach yeah and um, you know you go to the beach and come home with the on the bus yeah. but I, I saw a, a clip from the news the other night that the people that are uh, are up in arms about the the meters is uh, they were alluded to that like the Jack Satter house they have that's that uh, the site down there for elderly where they had a uh, a serious issue with the virus. A, a number of the uh, pe- people that were residents there passed on because of the the mixing of the socializing within the building. Oh, yeah. And uh, the complaint was that the um, that the, the people that reside there, since there's a limited amount of parking, it was not unusual for for visitors, families, and whatever, to park it on that side of the boulevard to go into the to visit with people and, mm-hmm. and yeah. celebrate with them on special occasions, whatever. Now there's meters there, yeah. and um, I, I guess there must be limited time you can park for a couple of hours. Maybe I don't know, uh, 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 but it seems that um, in their efforts to raise some money, they uh, <laughs> they, they they alienated uh, you know some people that certainly have a, a voice in that area. But anyway, that's the problem of Revere. But yeah. not, we don't have that problem in Malden. We have a very fair. Um, media program like that free fifteen minutes that you get on the. Uh, That's new, isn't it? I no, mean, I was getting hosed when I first broke into this situation. Well, I told you that when the time you told me about the incident when you went in to make an ATM uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> item in the, in the bank across the street and, uh-huh. and uh, you get you get a ticket. <laughs> maybe maybe that was when they were brand new. Uh, well, I I parked in the the parking lot down there, you know, next to the uh, Ed's. Uh, the new Ed place down there. Oh, I thought in you the in the parking, not on the street, but I went in the parking lot. Oh, I thought you parked. And on I the thought it, I didn't know about this parking meter stuff, right? And they had instituted, and they have the sign as you're coming in, or they did, and I didn't see it. So I'm thinking, oh, this is there's a spot open I can pull in, and there's no meters on the spots because I guess you got to deal with it at the end or something. Right, electronically. So, yeah, so I parked there. And I didn't see a, there was no meter in front of the car. And I'm thinking, hey, it's just like good old days, right? And I, then I didn't go out the front. I went out the back. I went to the uh, senior center, I think, out the back. So I didn't see a meter of any, or a sign, right? Next thing I know, I come back to my car and I'm tagged. So. And what did you do about it? I won't tell you what I did about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Did you pay the ticket? I complained to the highest levels, and well, somebody gave me a, a well a mulligan. A, well, that's yeah, a, that's yeah. only fair, and yeah, and, yeah. and the fairness. The, the reason why it's there's fair, uh, and I have um, had some experience with tickets myself, is that someone comes in with a legitimate story about why, and especially on a new program. Yeah. Because I think initially they didn't do the 15 minutes, and then they they get feedback, and they and um, this Ron H- Hogan, who was my guest there some time back uh, before City Hall had opened up, and he's talking about what the pro- the program with the meters. Uh, if you go and talk with the people, uh, and he be in the hearing officer type capacity, hmm. uh, they tend to be uh, reasonable about it. Yeah, and then 
uh, if you came back two days later with the same story, I don't think they'd be very sympathetic, and I don't blame them. In other <laughs> words, if you did the same thing twice. Um, I had one incident, just to show you the difference, um, in another community. And and that's what they do is you park at a number uh, of 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 us of us. There's this pole in the sidewalk which has a a number on it. Yeah. And you go to a a site and you either put in a credit card or or money. Yeah. And I ended up doing a couple of quick errands and I came back and I had a ticket. Yeah. And I and I said, gee, I wasn't gone that long. And then I looked at the ticket, and it was I was tagged. Before my my little receipt showed that my time expired. Yeah, and I said, "How how could I get a ticket when the time hadn't expired?" So then I, I realized what had happened was there's a, a means to put, you have to press in the number to activate the the ticket to uh-huh. print out. I put the wrong number in. Oh, so I, I wasn't that far from where the the um, the city's. Um, the popping was it handled it. I walked over uh, and I said, oh, "You know, I got this ticket. I explained the situation. I thought they'd just clip, you know, bing, bing, clear mm-hmm. that'd be the end of it." Mm-hmm. Well, no, they had. I had to put it in writing. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> "I said, well, why?" I said, I, I, "Look at the numbers here." But well, that the, the, they said, "You realize that what you did was the number that you put in. Someone might have just put in two dollars for the for the time when you put the wrong number, and that canceled them." Yeah, so that meant someone could have come along and give them a ticket, even though in theory they had plenty, plenty of time. Yeah, you follow that? Yeah, yeah. So they, I not only had to do it in writing, and then um, they had to wait to see if they got a complaint about someone getting a ticket at the wrong number. With the, you know, <laughs> so this went on, and uh, then I didn't hear back. Yeah, they were supposed to notify me. I, don't, I said, "Well, gee, I don't want to end up finding out." For, although I couldn't see why they would deny it. So I had called them. They said, oh, it's taken care of. You don't have to bother. But they hadn't gotten around to let me know, which they said they would do. So <laughs> then I compared to what Marlon was doing. I said, well, certainly Marlon is much for, for, uh, <laughs> fairer to the public than the, this particular community, which was yeah. – Well, said, I remember I got stuck with that $400 ticket in Marlon. Oh, well, you'll never – that, that, That's a lifetime pass for me. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, 400 bucks is probably more than most people have paid. <laughs> Well, th- th- and um, and then I go to complain about it, and I go all the way over to Cambridge, right? Because I was innocent, which yeah. th- that made it worse. I was completely innocent of the charge, and I'm getting yeah. hit with a four hundred dollar ticket. I go over to Cambridge there, and I'm arguing with a guy at the counter, an old guy, Mister Su- Mister Sullivan. Yeah, the guy that had the building named after him. Yeah, is, that, is it Eddie Sullivan or something like it that? It was. Yes. Yeah. So I'm arguing with the guy. He says, "Hey, they named the building after me." He said, "Pay the ticket." <laughs> yeah, but that's a case, um, and I don't want to dwell too much on parking. Although people that end up with parking tickets, uh, they sometimes can remember it for a long time, especially if they feel it was incorrect. Um, they used to charge a hundred dollars if you if you parked in a handicapped spot. Yeah, and you weren't ha- you didn't have a placard or you, uh, you yeah. weren't, weren't handicapped. Well, I can understand that. Someone on the council. Um, Put a paper in to make it three hundred dollars. Yeah, and it's a, and I was. I blame a, uh, I blame uh, Michael Sheehan for that. He, he, he was. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, that's it was right. He, it was Michael Sheehan. It was, maybe it was well intended, but I, oh, that must have been after uh, before you got the ticket or after you. That must oh, it was before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, but at the time, and I just want to rehash a little bit of history. I, on this show, I I vocally said no, that's not fair because uh, even though it's totally wrong to park in a parking spot that's designated for handicapped purposes, that there are f- reasons why that could happen, and it's an innocent thing. Yeah. And if someone got a ticket and they had a legitimate reason, maybe it would get waived. But more important than that is even if they paid it, if they did it once, they wouldn't do it again because they would pay 100 mm-hmm. So, So doing 300 could be a burden. And I, and I can cite a couple of situations that I'm aware of that um, a, a person not in Marlton got a ticket in a bank parking lot and it was um, it, it was in, in their parking space and fortunately for circumstances that not necessarily directed connected to the ticket yeah. and they did it innocently yeah. 
they ended up getting it waived, but it wasn't because of maybe the reason they were able to give it was because the, the, it ended up that the city clerk in that community, uh, there was a mix-up in, in following up on the appeal, and it didn't get done, and therefore, they, without doing the actual appeal, they waived the ticket. But there was a, there's a lot of discretion available to people, and I at that time, when you get that ticket, uh, and we won't go have to go into <laughs> details, but in my view, uh, and I think I'm right, you got the ticket. Because of your political involvement in the community, <laughs> not anything to do with the actual. Oh, they, they pork me, huh? Well, right. yeah. Well, and that, and that was the other part of my opposition to the three hundred. Because my point was, anybody that was not from Malden would be the more likely person getting the ticket and not be able to do anything about it. Whereas, if you're living locally, you you either knew a city councilor, a city employee. Someone in the uh, public safety venue, maybe somebody in the mayor's office, or maybe just a fact you're a resident here, and you'd complain enough that if you could give some kind of a, uh, a legit, reasonable reason why it happened, a reasonable reason, that at a minimum they would waive it, I think, uh, or if not totally, at least partially, so that it wouldn't have been a $400 ticket. Mm. But anyway, you haven't well, done well, it again. And now that I mentioned Michael Sheehan, you do know that he has uh – he was a restaurant tour, right? Correct. And he has opened a place, I believe, in Norwell, is it? I think Norwell. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, uh, and during the, the, the thing, he still opened it, and it, I, I see it uh, advertised. Uh, Cheever Tavern in Norwell. He opened it up, and he's got a, he's got a big shot chef from uh, Boston, from oh. South Boston down there. I don't know. I, I don't know how he's doing. He, I, I, he's shooting for the moon, though. He's trying to. Well, if it's rel- relatively new, he's probably struggled a bit because because of all the restrictions imposed on restaurants. And, and now that yeah, he's trying to do high end, though. Oh, you know? he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So if you ever get a chance, you can check it out. Well, um, <laughs> but, but all due respect to Michael, I thought when he was a city councilor, he, he was a energetic person that uh, did act. Um, did get involved in some of the issues, and I think in some instances he um, he was on the right side, and uh, yeah. um, that he was um, an active person on the city council. And uh, because of his personal situation and business and and his career, he moved out of Marlin and that ended his residency and that ended his career on the on the city council. But he he was <laughs> he was here long enough to make an impact. Oh, he made an impact, all right. right. It all cost right. me so, four hundred bucks. No. What is that? <laughs> it cost me four hundred bucks. Oh yes, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you get invited, if if you if he had sent you an invitation to his grand opening, I don't think he would have gone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless <laughs> um, you know, we're getting closer to a hundred days of the of the president's uh, administration. You kind of what, what kind of a rating would you give him for what's what's going on? For the- I don't know. I haven't been following it lately. I know this. I mean, I'd like to see this infrastructure bill go through, but I, I have a feeling that this one's going to get modified a little bit. Uh, from what I'm from, I'm gathering this week there there seems to be uh, uh, people that want to modify, but I can't I can't imagine how it wouldn't go through because there's got to be just as many Republicans out there as Democrats who want something done about you know roads and bridges. Although I think that, that the Republicans' approach is they're looking at it very specifically, only roads and bridges and and road work. Whereas the Democrats are looking infrastructure, whether it be uh, money for internet, uh, access for all, and all these other things, so that's the the main rub. But I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think you're right. I, but more in part of it, I think the uh, the way it's it was presented to the public and, and people sometimes um, react to what they think what you said, when in fact you didn't always say what they think you said, and basically. When you say infrastructure, I think people think of bridges and highways and roads and, right. and outside right. uh, areas for transportation. And in reality, I think more uh, most uh, a good portion of that money is is for indirect kinds of things, which are mm-hmm. well, you mentioned the internet for one. But there's money schools, in the, schools. Yeah, and, and, they, and they consider schools uh, infrastructure. Yeah, and it, it almost seems that what you do is just you present this kind of a, a, a proposal to the Congress. And by emphasizing the one word, infrastructure, you hope that they gloss over everything else and that whatever changes they make, mm. it, it's maybe uh, um, not much of an impact of what you're looking to do. But, again, it's all borrowed money. And then uh, the other thing that seems to be that it's typical with government, they will, will change the uh, 
corporate tax level, and that will use be the money source to pay for the bonds. We have to utilize yeah. the you know borrow the money to do this, and that again is another way government borrows money, and then before the the money's paid back, they take the bonds and do something else with it, and then they end up uh, they have to find the money for the general fund. You know, fund. The, the, the thing that bothers me about this, so and, and this is they always talk about these things like two trillion dollars. Like it's something it, the government's going to have to pay for, and it's just money thrown out the window to a lot of taxpayers. Right? They go, oh, it's my money, and you're just throwing money out the window. Well, no, you're not, because it's a circular thing. You're taking the $2 trillion, and you're investing. And now, in this case, infrastructure, there'll be a lot of contractors out there that will get major jobs who will hire a lot of people to do, you know, let's say, a bridge. And, you know, they, in turn, take that money home and spend it so it's circular it's putting money into the economy it's not just throwing it out the window never seeing it again it's uh, it's an investment in uh, in our economy so you know people don't look at it that way but they should now you just just mentioned something my wife got uh, an email the other day i think the democrats are starting to do something where she got a list from uh showing how much money each state's going to uh, propose going to receive out of the infrastructure bill and i didn't print it off i should have printed it off because i'm interested how much does massachusetts going to look at you know how much are we looking at and uh but that's an interest I, i'd like to i wish i'd printed it off and i didn't so i well, apologize <laughs> yes yeah, as, as, as um <laughs> i'm going to date myself many years ago when i was going to college there was a an eastern mass bus strike yeah and uh, so that was uh, I was going to Salem at the time, and uh, literally what the what people had to do in those days, almost everybody that was going to the school lived local. If they yeah. didn't live in Salem, you lived in Lynn, or you lived in Saugus, or Malden, or Everett, or yeah. Medford, that sort of thing. But uh, there were trains you could take from Everett, which I I did when I first went up there. But then that was a nuisance, so. You would take the uh, you take the bus, and then you'd end up thumbing. And so people would see you thumbing on Eastern Avenue, and mm-hmm. uh, they'd pop stop and pick up because they they might only be going to Saugus or Lynn, but they knew that when you get out of the car there. And so it got to be a, uh, uh, an easy way to do it. Well, one of the things that came out of that, and they tried to emphasize it, was that the Eastern Mass was based in Lynn. It's mm-hmm. it, you know eventually went out of business, got merged into the uh, MBTA and whatever. But anyway. Um, the the, the, um, the one of the things that was presented as a, as an impact economically on the Lynn area and on Salem as well and, uh, was that for every dollar that was that you paid the bus drivers or was that there were that was circular or re- recycled five times because uh. the people that got the money that paid taxes on that money yeah. they also bought things at, at stores who in turn hired people that get yeah. paid to spend money and and so. That's part mm-hmm. of the thing with this economic package, which is really part of the the focus. In addition to upgrading our uh, infrastructure, is to uh, uh, get people back to work and get the economy and get money in the economy. And w- so it serves two purposes: it does a public service, but at the same time, it provides opportunities for employment. The, the, the one drawback sometimes with government is, it seems in most instances they don't use the money the same way as, as efficiently as people in the private sector. Yeah. Uh, so money, maybe when you get a lot of work and you get less, uh, there's a fewer number of big enough companies that can deal with the road work. That means they can, as you see sometimes in life, uh, they have to, have to they tend maybe to bid higher on a future job because they get plenty of work. Whether they get the job or not, they don't have to. Yeah. De- they won't be have a problem keeping busy. But anyway, th- th- there'll be some modifications. No question about it. And and, and it might be that uh, uh, if they could separate the the intention and from the partisanship, which is so prevalent in Washington today, that uh, yeah, I'm just surprised that the, the Republicans are saying that. They'll vote as a block against it because there's got to be there's got to be congressmen and senators out there, Republican senators and congressmen, that they know if they vote no, it's going to be a significant. Uh, you know, when they look at what their state could get, um, that would be a hard vote, wouldn't it? 
Well, it, it, on the surface, it'll appear that way, but then when, then you say, well, you get to a state like, for instance, Alabama. Or, I mean, the, the President Trump, uh, former President Trump carried the state by 25 points. I mean, it was just no question. Uh, there, was, there was a special election several years ago. Uh, a Democrat named Jones got elected in a, in a, in a, uh, on an open seat in a, in a midterm uh, opening, and... Uh, but there was fragmented Republicans because of the the candidates that they p- p- propped up. Oh, that, that Doug Jones, are you talking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, and, and, yeah, but only because of the other guy was kind of disgraced, right? Exactly, uh, and he he w- he got um, he got nominated when there was another candidate in the race who was a bit of a more viable person against Jones. But anyway, the wrong wrong Republican got nominated. But then I, I thought Jones tried to balance his his. Uh, rec- his job responsibility as as a senator versus a senator from from Alabama, and yet in um, in the results of this current past election, he, I mean he 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 had a credible showing, but he he was he, and he ran against a, a football coach that uh, that didn't oh. know the first thing about the Constitution and didn't know much about anything other than yeah. obviously he was one of those people that was uh, having been of. Football coach in Alabama, he was well known in Al- Alabama right. to start with, so he easily, he easily won. And yet, mm-hmm. um, in, in those kind of states, what you do or don't do sometimes doesn't matter much. You're going to get elected regardless of, uh, you know, uh, almost about. What's his uh, name? Uh, Tommy Tuberville. I thought that was a stupid name. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm and, not from uh, Alabama, yeah, yeah. obviously. The, there was a there was a governor of Mississippi, uh, uh, Louisiana. Uh. Williams, I think I think his name was Williams. He was very popular, but he was kind of a flamboyant guy. He was a, had a reputation as a as a very social person with with the, the women. Along with that, he uh, he was a regular visitor to um, to Las Vegas. Yeah, and um, rep- reportedly had lost a lot of money gambling there, and they, mm-hmm. and there was no way to explain it because. I, the governor's salary in Louisiana was very modest, to say the mm-hmm. least. Yeah. But in one of his elections, while all this was going on in his personal life, he was asked whether, what they thought his chances of winning yeah. the election. And I think this is kind of true in not only Republican states, but Democratic states as well, like California and uh, and New York. And his comment was something to the effect that he didn't think he could lose this election unless he was found in bed with a dead woman or a live boy, and that was a, that was his reaction to the question. So, and he, he and he did win, of course. Oh, jeez! Oh, oh, but anyway, speaking about some people of notoriety, uh, Congressman Gates in Florida. What what's your take on that situation? Oh, I, I again, I I know he's in trouble, and. Um, and I'm sure, to some degree, it's political, but um, but I don't I don't fully know what everything he's uh, behind the scenes. They say they they're you know they're they're building a case, and I I don't know what that case is, but um, so it could be way more serious than I'm thinking, or or not. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's. You think it's? I mean, from what you're looking at, you think it's serious enough? Well, uh, his his social friend Greenberg, the guy that had a po- uh, elected position as a, a minor position in Florida, supposedly he's plea by, he's he's uh, made a deal, and he had a lot of charges against him. Yeah, he so had like he's, thirty he's, some he's gonna, charges. Yeah, he's supposedly going to flip. Um, but uh, the other thing was Gates had written a book not long ago, and I happened to come across it while I was on vacation in in Florida, and I took it home with me. And he had, uh, you know, it, it, and he, he indicated he was kind of a uh, straight talker as far as his personal life goes, and he was—he certainly hardly is projecting the image of a, of a choir boy in his personal life. Uh, um, but that um, he had a couple of ideas of the way he looked at some international and national views of, of uh, which I thought was um, reasonably good positions to be pursuing in terms of the Congress, and they're not consistent maybe with all of the Republican Party's intentions. But in any way, when you go from that to what he to now ironically, he went out to um, when, uh, what's her name, the Congresswoman's, uh, the daughter of the former vice president was going to be, uh, they tried to remove her from office. Uh, um, her father was the vice president under Bush. Cheney. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. He went out. Yeah. Of, he went, Cheney, he yeah. went out of his way to um, 
uh, go up there try to try to nail her to the cross, so to speak. And you know that was far removed from Florida, and, and it was hardly the kind of thing. Other than the fact that it, it was another opportunity for him to get on Fox News or to get the microphone or get himself exposed to the opportunities. That well, made. she she was in leadership, right? Third from the top. Yeah, yeah. So he he was maybe he just gunning for the top. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but but. Um, hey, well, speaking of that, how about John Boehner's book? Are you going to buy that? No. Why? I I actually. What do you do with a book after you buy it? Well, you read it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Then what do you do with it? <laughs> I give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I don't know. I I I from what I've been, I've been watching a few interviews with him and. I think it's obvious he's trying to clean up his uh, his uh, historical uh, record of him, but you know. But I think there might be some real interesting pearls in there, which, which you oftentimes come out in the interviews about the way he sizes up people, which a lot of them have already been put out there. Yeah, uh, is is his. His impression of certain uh, colleagues that he's, it gets even time, which is the, the senator from Texas. He's kind of hammered at him. Yeah, yeah, Cruz. He hates Cruz, yeah. and that's obvious. But for good reason, though. Everybody hates Cruz, except for the people, people in that Texas. Voted for him. Yeah, yeah, except for <laughs> the people that voted for him. Yeah, but um, even even my wife is thinking of reading that book, though, because, you know, you can't read all, you know, my wife's a Democrat, by the way. But anyways, you can't read all your stuff that you like to hear. Sometimes you got to read something like uh, of the opposition just to just to kind of get a feel for the, the, the lay of the land, right? Well, he, and, and he was an interesting. And that might be a book that would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but at the same time, he's 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 re, he's revisiting things now that were out there before. And of course, the thing that you find is that politicians, when they go back in history, they they kind of either look at it from a different perspective today than they did before. So they try to. Oh bargain, yeah, no doubt, you know, no doubt. Even which I getting back to the president's hundred days. I mean, here he is uh, publicly over the years as a senator, and he was there a heck of a long time. He's got a career going back 50 years. And uh, against the uh, um, pack in the court, Supreme Court. Yeah. And then he comes up on the campaign trail, and he kind of hedges his taking a position. And now they're talking about creating a commission to do a study. I mean, I think they would need 60 votes to do get any changes like that through anyway, but uh, that's not going to happen. But... Whether he's pacifying those people who uh, want to take advantage of the the current majority, yeah. But that's what the Republicans did with that Supreme Court situation was an outrage at the mm-hmm. time. You, uh, for those that don't recall, there was the, the man who was now the uh, Attorney General yeah. uh, was nominated by Obama for the uh, Supreme Court and a, excellent credentials and. Uh, the uh, dem- the Democrats were in a minority at that time in the Senate, and uh, the current uh, or the current minority leader uh, said, "Well, we'll we'll decide that. Let the election get over." Which was mo- almost a year away was the, from the spring of election year to, yeah. and the president was the president until January, yeah. and it's and it wasn't a position that you had for three years and three months. You were there for four years, mm-hmm. and. They never would allow the the nomination to go forward, which was wrong, and that made a difference in the. In, but what they did was wrong politically and ethically. But at the same time, two wrongs don't make a right, and yeah. therefore, if if uh, in nineteen thirty seven, when we had one of the most popular presidents at that time, Roosevelt, with Reconstruction and doing the many things that he did to get the economy back. Um, he tried to. He had problems too at that time. He tried to add to members to the court, and he couldn't get it done. Yeah, it was called packing the court. So, anyway, um, um, but again, I think that sometimes getting back to uh, the the book. Uh, you're right. I think there's some tidbits in there that's interesting. Well, I, I, one one aspect of the book I think would would have been interesting. He blamed, and and I think he's right about this. Is uh, like around 2010, but I think it was more exacerbated by Trump himself, was that it, back in the, in the old days with politicians, you, it was kind of a closed club where 
the communication levels weren't didn't get out to the public like that, and you had to you had to earn your way up into senior leadership, right? Yes. But with the with the advent of the internet and uh, Twitter and things like that, Trump circumvented. I mean, he was an unknown, and he never would have got elected without Twitter. That's absolutely true. Uh, because he he didn't know any politicians really, and he had no uh, standing with them, you know. So he uh, he couldn't have come up the old way. He couldn't have come up by you know earning his way step by step and progressing through the the leadership. So he just circumvented the whole thing, and that's Boehner, you know, kind of uh, according to his book. I guess he kind of touches on that how that it's all new ball game you build your base not through relationships in uh, in washington you build them because you'd go directly to your base and well, uh, you know it's it, it's something that uh, needs to be dealt with at some level well he got worn out i think because they got that uh, when the re- all those new republicans showed up for uh, uh, well, the Tea Party, yeah, the, the Tea, tea party, party people, and they so within the there was no discipline. They had a block of people, and some of them are still there. Uh, the, the one of the Congress people, he's on TV a lot. He got the uh, got the yellow tie and the blue shirt. And it was almost you got only one shirt to his name and one tie because it, <laughs> and usually it's not it's always loosened at the at the top button of the shirt isn't knotted or whatever. But he, he but he has those outrageous statements he makes. He's he's like I said, man, he gotta yeah. give him a new shirt and a new yeah. colored tie because it looks like that's all he's got. Well, well like Boehner said, he said he'd go into negotiations and, and being from the old school he'd think, Oh, a half a loaf is better than nothing. Right. So if he could get half a loaf, sometimes he'd sign off and say, you know, we got a half a loaf. But he said, not nah, the way it works now, you go in and get your half a loaf and they, they you sold out. Yeah, or, or the, you see, and that's they, what happened to him. They they accused him of selling out, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and that's what he he gave up on it. He just said, "I'm I'm out of here." But yeah, that doesn't look. Oh, there I am. There I'm back. But anyway, but uh, it, that's it, a weird color. Are it, we? Yeah, in, interesting. Uh, <laughs> um, right now, there are fifty Democrats and fifty Republicans. Yeah. So the tiebreaker, which it seems that that they vote in blocks. So the tiebreaker is Except the vice. Except we got Mansion. Is the vice? I'm sorry. Except we got Joe Mansion. Okay, yeah, but that's all right. But he comes. That's another thing. Uh, he comes from a, um, a state, West Virginia. He's a Democrat, and Trump carried the state by 25 or more points. So he's in a situation like Jones was in Alabama. If if you if you tow the party line. You don't. You're not reflecting the the views of the people that rep, that voted you in office, and it is as it might happen. He might have a, he might have a challenge and have to get reelected. But anyway, but the thing to keep in mind: a lot of the difficulties and, and the, the polarization is already there, and it seems that um, in some ways, some Democrats think, well, we got the 50 votes. Yeah. Except sometimes there's not there's forty nine, but the, we've got the votes now, and we're going to do what we want to do as much o- as often as we can. The reality, if you look at the makeup of the of the Senate, you have people who are elderly, you have people who have been there a very long time, you have people that will be running uh, next year, who um, maybe are in states that are not necessarily reflective of their views as Democrats, and equally as important is in the way that life works. If you take that 100 people, it would not be unusual for one of those people to be getting snarled in a scandal. It would not be a a past possibility that the the health may deteriorate to the point they can't continue, or they die unexpectedly, or it could be an occasion where there's a... Uh, separate from a scandal, there may be for personal reasons someone just decides they don't want to stay in office not till the election, but they don't want to stay in office any longer. And and if they happen to be a Democrat with a governor who from their state who's a Republican, all of a sudden instead of being fifty fifty, it's forty nine fifty one. And if things are difficult now, now, imagine what that'd be like if that happened before the next election. And I, and I and I'm not quite sure, but I do believe that in the next election that there are more Democratic seats open than there are Republican seats. 
Oh, probably. Because this past election, there were more Republicans running than Democrats. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a third run every year. And and there have been several Republicans who already announced they're not running for re-election. And, and some of it yeah. may be that they've looked back on their career in Washington and say, what used to be isn't that like that anymore. It's, it's, so it's no mm. fun. It's no enjoyment. And you get nothing gets done. Yeah. Well, my opinion on Manchin, I think he's totally screwing it up because he – the, the senator of West Virginia before him, I believe, was, wasn't it Robert Byrd? Could have been, yeah. Yeah, and he used to be famous for being grabbing as much as pork, uh, federal pork, as he could for his state, right? And I think... But Manchin, he was in a leadership position, too. He was in a position yeah, to get that. Yeah, and I, and I don't know how old Manchin is, but he, his career is limited, I think, e- either by age or uh, the fact that uh, even though he's... Popular in his, I think somebody might get him in his own state with uh, that many uh, uh, people voted for Trump. Oh yeah, that's and that's why I think he's still on the edge. Yeah, and and, and no question about it that he's he's in a state where he has to deliver based on what he can do because the Democrats are a definite minority in that state. Right. So I think I think the right approach for him should be let's let's stick with the Democrats and let's grab as much as we can for West Virginia because well, guess why my days are numbered. He, I don't think I don't think he sees his days as being numbered, but I think he should. But well, his he wouldn't be un, un, uh, and unusual that a politician would think that way because if you look at the congressman from Florida, Gates, he, he's acting like there isn't an ounce of uh, any of this discussion affecting him directly. That none of it is accurate, and it's all a pl- it's all a plot by the liberals to, to get him out of office. When in reality, in his case, if you read his book and 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 and. Um, Beyond even that, you read the whole book. I right? read the book. It's oh. easy. It's easy reading. It's not that long. But the more <laughs> more, more important when there's uh, you know the old adage about if you can say something bad about somebody, let's hear it. <laughs> not a, that about him. There's a lot of that stuff that has to with a smoke there's fire. And in his case, it's an inferno. I mean, he's not going to be survived, and he's going to be forced out. As a matter of fact, I, he was on TV. They did a clip of him the other day. I, I saw him. And a couple of times, when I was looking at him, he looked so glazed over. I said, I think he, at a minimum, I was smoking some weed because he looked like he wasn't. <laughs> these were still pictures, but I'm saying to myself, he just doesn't look like he's focused. But, no, uh, yeah. but anyway, but but as far as the Congress, the senator from West Virginia, I'm inclined to think he maybe in his own way is doing a good job being what he's doing because I don't agree to pack the court and I don't I, I don't think the, that that uh, if you just go along with your party just because they they have a position and you and you have to be like they do in Europe with the parliament in England you end up you you, you everybody votes in lockstep I think part of the reason people get elected is for independent thinking and I think there's not there's not a lot of that in the in Washington at the present time, but anyway, that's that's my limited view of what's going on. And uh, the Red Sox, you surprised by what they're doing? Uh, no, tell, why don't you tell me what they're up to? What? <laughs> I haven't been following the Red Sox. I mean, uh, I thought well, they're actually hot right now. Unless, uh, unless uh, what they won six in a row, right after losing the first three, seven. Oh, they're up to seven. Okay, so they, they corrected what their problems were. And it wasn't against, uh, didn't they get swept by Baltimore? They did. And then they turned around and swept Baltimore. They did. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm thinking. It's obviously you're, you're not you're not glued to the sports page. <laughs> Why don't you fill me in as to what you want to uh, Well, I did, the reason I brought that up is <laughs> I uh, – I didn't follow that much in, in spring training. All you know, all I was saw or heard on the, on the TV was that um, they, they, know, they, my wife, they uh, seem to be doing better. That I can't shut this thing off. Well, put it, sit on it. Knows I'm on a TV show, and she says, oh, "This will get him." <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, um, she might, don't forget the milk and the bread. That's what she probably <laughs> calls you for. And uh, but anyway, with the Red Sox, um, they, I wasn't paying much attention to them for two reasons. One, it was spring training. Second reason was they had a terrible, abbreviated career uh, uh, season last year, and um, well, past any reasons, of that. That's one of the reasons I'm not following them. But, well, uh, well, they hit a lot of home runs. I, f- I remember that because I did, but I wasn't. But the other thing was, 
they had a lot of people I didn't know who they were. You know, they made a lot of changes from last year's roster. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, they uh, they've done better um, than expected, and they they continue to hit, hit home runs after that first series with Baltimore, and uh, maybe to put a little life into the uh, into the season for those people that enjoy baseball, and maybe they can expand on the on the limited amount of people they allow in. They only allow in fifteen percent now, yeah. which really. Uh, is not very uh, many when the when the stadium holds thirty five thousand thirty six thousand people, but a couple of things for the local residents, and that is a. It was announced the other day that the Century Bank, which has been an independent bank, which has flourished over the years by providing what I would think would be a reasonable high high level of personal services, has been bought out by. Uh, your bank, Bank of uh, Eastern Bank, by Eastern Bank. Yeah, and uh, I happen. You don't. Do you do business with East uh, Century Bank? Uh, no, I haven't been with Century. Bank. No, well, I do. And I know you like Century. Bank. Well, it's convenient. They're very personable people, and um, beyond that, they have free checking accounts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I do too, but I have to have a certain balance. I think. Oh, okay. Well, the, I, I think with Century, you don't. You just happen to have a have an account. They'll give you a free check. Yeah, and uh, I'll be, I'll be, I'm sure once the uh, Eastern Bank takes hold of it and and, and gets the final uh, approval, and they do what they do when they merge. Is that uh, because the family is uh, a member of the the. the the Sloan, the Sloans. Yeah, Sloan family. They're they're old as the hills now. So. Well, the father passed away not long ago. Oh, he was he in did. he was in his nineties, and and they, there was one son and a daughter involved actively in the bank, and and there was another son who was involved prior <laughs> years, but isn't currently. And uh, uh, but I think more maybe that you wake up that the cost of of the regulations and the doing the doing the things you have to do as a bank is is a fixed cost that's indirectly. Uh, uh, forced on you because uh, you have to have appliance requirements and all those other things, and yeah. maybe, maybe they and with the situation with the with the bank, sometimes uh, it's such a big part of someone's estate. There may be issues with taxes if someone died, as it did with the father. There's so many other variables, and and it might just come down with the reality that, that it's it, it, commu- community banks have done extremely well against the, the large size banks because big banks have resources and are able to do certain things, but they don't have the personal touch you'd normally get from a local bank. So it might have been that the, the family just decided this is, uh, the, the value is high, we're doing well, but at the same time, uh, where are we going to go with this in the future? So whatever, yeah. for whatever reason, they've taken it over, uh, uh, sold out their interest, and uh, the bank that was privately owned is, is now going to be part of a bigger bank. And uh, changes happen. They have, they have a nice... Location on the Ferry Street, and I think I was, I've been told they have twenty branches. I think, yeah, and they do a fair amount of they advertise and promote uh, equity loans and they, uh, they mor- just, uh, mortgages. Only a year, a couple of years ago, they opened a spot on Boylston Street in Boston. A oh, nice they did. Spot. Yeah, that was a yeah, that was a big deal for them. Uh, so I don't know. Are they all going to become Eastern banks now? Oh, I would think so. Or and they'll probably downsize, right? Because. Uh, well, I mean, now Eastern has just that little cubby hole across the street here. Right. But, uh, for example, do you think they'd move down to that Century Bank location? Or? Uh, well, the one across the street, is that a full-service ban- branch? B- yeah, as far as I know. Yeah, I mean, well, um, I'm, my guess could be they prob- probably wouldn't need two banks in the same community. And um, that's uh, Century Bank's location on Ferry Street in a lot of ways, other than the foot traffic that would be available here yeah. is a better location. Yeah. So maybe one thing they could do or consider doing is turn this into an ATM kiosk and then have the full-service branch back at the Century's office on Ferry Street. Well, one would hope, yeah. But yeah, I would uh, think they would maintain it because they're probably stuck with rent anyway on the uh, – and, and maybe, maybe they'll maintain them both because maybe they they'll have the uh, the force of the of a they might be stuck with a lease for a while. And uh, but I I thought it was strange that they took the, they they moved in there. Other than the fact that Jackie Brennan owns the building, I wouldn't have thought that <laughs> it wasn't a very good location for a bank in this day and age. Right, right. I, I mean, and they had such a, a a a big physical presence there, and I just kissed it all goodbye and moved into a little uh, little cubby hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where they were before. Well, they were in the big bank right down the street. 
When you say right down the street, where? What, 50 feet across the, across the street there. Across oh, 94 the Pleasant Street? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, it was a, you know, the Malden Savings. Or, or not Malden Savings. Malden, Malden, Malden Trust. Malden Trust. Okay, yeah. 94. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, yeah, that's right. They, 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 I forgot that. I used to I used to have an account in that bank. I, I, uh, I, but I've changed it for uh, several different reasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't dislike Eastern Bank. I mean, it's okay. But you know what? The problem is I, I, nowadays people do a lot of their banking online. With their computer. Well, you know, and they don't have to. They don't have to be uh, a, a customer of just one guy. You know, just. I mean, I, I do have like a checking account and stuff with Eastern Bank, but I don't care if I have. Uh, actually, Alley Bank um, is paid the best interest online, and so I had uh, I had a savings account that was uh, there, so, and I don't miss it. I don't have to. You know, I, I don't have to have the physical presence like. Uh, uh, well, I certainly think that's another example. And I had asked you earlier about what your lifestyle is since the academic. But but the um, the thing is, people have changed in work work habits. They've changed the way that they they do yeah. a lot of things. And yeah. and you've mentioned how little you've gone out eating in public and restaurants. But people's banking uh, habits have changed uh, tremendously. And some of those things won't change that much once the once all of this is finally over. And Banks are going to find out. Well, we gee, we don't need as many branches, and we don't need as many people. Yeah. And the result, because with all due respect, one of the things with the Century Bank, you never have to wait in line. When, uh, hardly ever anybody ahead of you. I mean, they do a f- some foot traffic, and they have people obviously that are doing banking in, in the in, in the lobby. But it isn't like there's a line out the door on a Friday afternoon and yeah. it's, it's slow. They, they have a lot of staffing there. And my sense is that uh, other banks say, well, why would we need three tellers when we can do with two? And that, that result <laughs> is that, that uh, and maybe yeah. they say, why do we need with two branches? Well, you know, since this COVID has made a hell of a change, too, because just a year ago, uh, older people always dealt in cash, right? Right, right. And now during the COVID thing, they don't even. There were some places that didn't accept cash. They wanted you to use your uh, your your debit card or your credit card because uh, cash is dirty. You know, you, you're, you're transmitting COVID disease. What they thought you were. So I, I was in a couple places where they said we no longer accept cash. I saw the saying the other day: "Gentle dental." Yeah. They don't take cash. Right. Well, I, I suppose. Then uh, maybe they do take it if they have to, but there's a sign on the on the counter that they, they list all the credit cards they accept, and um, uh, whether uh, they're debit cards or credit cards, and and uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought maybe they were they had bad experience with people that embezzled in the cash, but like you say, it's the germ factor. It's a germ factor. Yeah, yeah they didn't yeah. want to touch it. So. Yeah. One other last thing, you know, uh, and I don't work for them, I don't benefit from them directly, but I I, I think for a lot of people. Um, if they don't already belong as a AAA member, it's, it has a lot of advantages and a lot of benefits and a lot of options that for, for, for many of you, you may find out whatever you spend it for membership in the, uh, for the AAA, you'll end up getting it back relatively easy. Oh, yeah. And uh, are you I a like member? Triple, yeah. I'm, I like okay. AAA. Well, one of the things is that um, when you have um, car trouble, you know, you, you see this outrageous ad that you see from Liberty Mutual. <laughs> Which I think is so confusing to people and so deceptive. That, but that's my opinion as someone in the insurance business or having been in the business for many years. But it must be very successful because they keep they keep running the same ad. Uh-huh. Uh, can, so they must be about buying only what you need for insurance. But one uh-huh. of the things is sometimes if you have a car, you're not eligible for um, road service unless you have other coverages on the car. Or you may have it in your mind that why do I need it because it's an old car. But yeah. if you don't have it, it may end up that if you have a breakdown somewhere, it's very expensive to have your car towed if you, uh, and that sort of thing. And uh, so anyway, but if you if you belong to AAA, within a certain radius of how far you want to be protected in terms of a breakdown or road service, um, you can get it from AAA. But the other thing that happens is that um, – People tend to not deal with car services until there's a problem. Yeah. And they, 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 I just re- read that uh, in their publication. The most common car maintenance mistakes, according to your mechanic. And uh, the biggest car maintenance myth or misconception, one of the biggest mis- misconceptions 
from from the, the manufacturer's recommendation for tire pressure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you uh, once someone. It, so I'll, I'll have to finish that maybe well, I'll, tell you, I'll, tell, I'll give you a quick story about AAA I mean I always used to buy my batteries at Sears right uh, you know the, the, whatever the the brand was there the, uh, they had a good battery and I used to buy now Sears is gone right so I, I don't even know where the hell you buy batteries nowadays for a car but my battery went dead when I was on the road once you just call AAA they come out with a they come out with a truck with a battery, put it in, bang, you're all set to go. So, And that's a better ending than I had. And uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, and we'll be back again next week. And we hope you enjoyed enough of these things that we talked about today that, that you made an impression on you. Yeah. And, and for my guests, thank you for coming by. All right, I'll come back with you.